What is up, True Selfie fam? It's Brooke, your host, and I am pumped about today's topic. But before we dive into what I believe to be a true word from God for you today, I want to let you know that there are plenty ways to support this podcast. What you are doing right now is supporting it just by listening, and I appreciate your listen. But there are other ways to support by sharing on your social media platforms, leaving a star or review from wherever you are listening from, or by financially supporting. Whether it be through clicking the more feature tab, you'll see a link that says support this podcast, which gives you the flexibility to do small monthly contributions as little as 99 cents. You can also support through my website, brookegunther.com by clicking the donate tab where one-time contributions or monthly contributions are accepted through PayPal or by using your debit or credit card. However you support, I appreciate you. Now, let's dive into today's topic. All right, let's go. Um, I've been up since 3.30 today, um, so if I sound tired, it's because I am. Um, And I think it's because I really feel the weight of this topic today. You know, just continuing with the fact and the idea that a majority of Christians don't fulfill their God-given purpose, um, and it's because we're stuck. Um, And I mean that by, you know, we we are just stuck looking at things in its current state. So let me explain that. Um, You know, God, I feel passion in this area, but I don't have this, you know, I don't have the resources. Um, I don't have the connections. Um, you know, the right people aren't around me, you know, God, you have called me to this, but I just honestly, I can't see how it, how it will come because I can't fund it. Um, you know, you've gifted me with this ability, but I don't have the people around me that can help me make it happen. Um, You know, God, I want to do this for you, but I just don't have the support from my spouse. Um, You know, you're telling God, we are telling God all the reasons why it can't happen because of what we're seeing in its current state. And you know, the things that you have aren't good enough, the things you're lacking, Uh, They cause you to delay and sometimes doubt. Um, You know, have you said any of these statements? I know that I've said them over and over and over again. And so my heart and my encouragement today is to the person that says, you know, my dream is to have a family, but I'm here and where I'm at right now it really looks impossible. You know, I'm single. I've tried meeting people and there's just nobody, you know, that I'm connecting with. You know, the current state, what I'm surrounded by is not measuring up to to what's in my heart and what I see. Um, You know, the current situation doesn't look very promising. Has anybody been there? Has anybody felt those things? Um, because if so, this, this podcast, this discussion, this conversation, whatever you want to say is for you. 
Um, and I want to take you today to the most easy example of this in the Bible. Um, and this man reasons with God and hopes, um, I don't know, I honestly feel like he might change his mind. Um, but I hope it will encourage you and speak to you today in your current state. Um, because just as a little bit of reminder to you, um, my Bible tells me that with God, nothing is impossible. And so um, we're going to go into Exodus. We meet a man named Moses, okay? Moses is the epitome of faith. He is the hero of faith. Um, but like you and I, he said many of these exact statements to God. And so um, to kind of just summarize the story, uh, God basically calls him, tells him, you know, you're the man who's going to lead all of these people out of exile, out of slavery. Um, you know, Moses, it's you. And I think it's just like a shock to Moses because, you know, we, we see him basically telling God, like, you know, I hear what you're saying, God, but none of these people are going to believe me. And so God basically says this. He says, what's in your hand? So what's the thing you're holding, Moses? What is that that I see in your hand? You know, and so Moses replies, it's a staff, Lord. You know, it's, it's just a staff. Um, you know, Moses was a shepherd, and so holding a staff wasn't out of the ordinary. Um, I could like literally see him looking at the staff in his hands with that look like, what are you going to do with this? It's literally, it's a rod. It's a staff. It's a pole. <laughs> you know, it was something so normal to him, something that he used daily for years, decades. I imagine Moses at this point is probably, you know, he's not a young chicken. Um, so he is in his 40s, 50s, 60s. I don't know. I'm sure the Bible might clarify, but um, for the sake of this and this moment, I have no idea how old he is. And so to him, he's like, you know, God, I've had this staff. I've had it in my hand every single day for decades. And so the fact that God is asking him um, to use this thing that he's been holding for decades seems crazy, you guys. Um, so God, for the next few moments, begins to just use the staff. Uh, he turns it into a serpent, which is a miracle. Um, and later we read in the story that the staff is what is used multiple times um, to produce physical miracles, like miracles that you physically could see. Um, and he delivered the people of Israel. And so you guys know the story, parting the sea, um, a huge miracle, big miracle. So big things happened with the staff. And we learn also in the most talked about story in the Bible, uh, David and Goliath. I know a lot of you have heard this story over and over. Um, I'm not going to like dive into that story because it's so um, well known, but God used um stones and a slingshot, right? To defeat the giant and save his people. Um, it is literally an item that David had in his hands that he used daily. Um, something that in its current state seems impossible, but under the power of God produces miracles 
and it later produces victory. And so big things happened uh, with the stones and the slingshot. Another example in Luke, we find uh, the disciples exhausted after a long night of catching absolutely no fish, like nothing. Um, You know, they're cleaning their nets and Jesus walks into the boat and, you know, tells the disciples, you know, lay, lay your nets down to the other side. And now he's saying like, you know, I'm in the boat now. I'm in the middle of a situation that seems absolutely exhausted. You've tried and you've tried, but let me tell you, let down the thing that you've been faithful in and see what will happen. And so they do so, you know, they say, you know, but if you say so, Lord, I will let it down. But we've been up all night, um, you know, catching and releasing and nothing's coming up. We're not catching anything. But if you say so, Lord, we will let down our nets. And so um, they start catching so much fish that their boat literally is sinking with so much fish. They have to call over another boat with other people on it and get them over to help them. And so God used the thing that was in their hands, the nets, you know, the the staff, the sword or the uh, stones and the slingshot. It's an object, you guys, literally an object. Um, It could be a gift, a trait that you have, a skill, but it was something that they were faithful in and something that they had been stewarding over for years. And so the only difference in the object at its current state and the object at its point of fruition is the power of God. Big things happen when God is in the mix. So I just downloaded a lot of examples, but hear me out. Um, You know, all of those gifts, those talents, those skill traits, the objects, the things in their hands, they weren't yielding a divine purpose until God got a hold of them. Um, And many of us are looking at objects in our current state, uh, maybe the skills that we have, um, the giftings, the talent. And we're saying, you know, God, it isn't good enough. It literally isn't good enough. I don't have everything that I need. The money isn't there. The people aren't there. The connections are missing. I don't have enough followers. And God's simple response to you today, what's in your hands? You honestly, you may feel like the disciples on that boat that day and say, you know, we've been out all night and nothing. You know, God, I've had this business for five years. It's produced absolutely nothing. I'm actually in over my head. Um, There's just no value here. I have nothing to show for it. And God's response, let down your nets again. You know, a lot of times when we are trying things and we're using our giftings, um, the mere reality is we don't have Jesus in the boat. you know, we, it may not be the time yet. And the Bible says, humble yourselves 
before the Lord. And in the right time, he will exalt you. He will lift the thing up. He will bless the ministry, the business, the marriage, the relationship. He will bring your dream full circle to where you're seeing fruit come out of the dream. And so what's in your hand? You know, David just had stones on a slingshot. Moses had a staff. The disciples had nets. All of those items are so ordinary, you know, just in their current state. They're just objects. So my question in this moment is, what object are you carrying? What are, what are the things that are in your hands? What's the thing that you're stewarding? I love that when uh, Jesus came um, up on the disciples in Luke, he found them washing their nets. He found them being faithful. You know, that is a picture to me of faithfulness. Uh, Jesus, you know, he didn't come on the scene and he didn't see them complaining, you know, talking between each other and saying, you know, we've been out all night and nothing. <laughs> like, I, I'm done. I quit. I've tried. I failed. I'm no good at this. Um, you know, they weren't saying that. He walked onto the scene to humble men washing, maybe untangling, getting ready for that next release. And many of us aren't seeing God move in situations mainly because we aren't being faithful. We're not being consistent. You know, we don't see the fruit after the first or second try and so we give up. Does anybody hear me? We aren't taking care of what he's given us. I know that I, like I said, I'm preaching to myself here. So many times, you know, I try something and I'm like, you know, God, you were in it. I didn't see anything happen. And it's because I had given up way too early. You know, Moses spent 40 or 50 years shepherding, using his staff. There were many days that David was out in the pasture, maybe sitting at the river and, and skipping stones, perfecting his talent. There was no way that it was his first time that day with Goliath using stones in a slingshot. There's no way. We have to be consistent in what God has already given us. And we can't give up on our dreams and our plans. In the right time, if we humble ourselves, he will lift it up. He will bless it. So some of you are probably asking me, you know, what's the defining factor here, Brooke? Like, what am I missing? You know, I've tried, I've tried. You know, what am I missing? And I honestly, I got this revelation yesterday. And it all leads to surrender. Look at what God's response was to Moses. What's in your hand is what he asked him. Moses replies, a staff. Jesus says, and this like, it wrecks me, throw it on the ground. Surrender it. Lay it down. 
You know, our lives are very similar to this. Just like God can't use us until we surrender, He can't use what's in our hands until we surrender it. Luke 14, 33, it says this, simply put, if you're not willing to take what is dearest to you, whether plans or people, and kiss it goodbye, you can't be my disciple. God simply cannot use it until you're willing to lay it down, until you're willing to throw it on the ground and say, God, it's yours. You've gifted me this. I have this business. You know, there's this dream in my heart. But at the end of the day, it's yours. I surrender it. I surrender my abilities, my dreams, my plans. You know, use the thing that I have, God, and may it bring you glory. Do you know what's absolutely crazy and literally inspires me to my core? (laughs) The disciples, okay, so we're back in Luke, and the disciples, they literally had the biggest prophet day in their entire lives. Think about it. A boat sinking full of fish. That's just like dollar signs, dollar signs, dollar signs. And so... They literally could have made a killing that day. But it's so crazy in it in the faith that they had and their willingness to surrender. They laid everything down and followed Jesus. They they didn't take a single fish. They didn't take their nets, they didn't take their boat, they didn't take anything. They literally laid it down and followed Jesus because to them, Jesus was all they needed. And a lesson that I feel like is so powerful in this moment is sometimes the thing that we're longing for isn't the thing that our heart truly desires. You know, the disciples, they were fishermen. And so You know, they were longing for a big profit or lots of fish, if you will. But once Jesus came and once they had that relationship with him, once they let him in the boat, their hearts changed. Their desire shifted. They no longer wanted for the thing that they had been consistently doing In those moments, in that brief story, Jesus changed their desire. They thought they wanted to fish for fish, if you will. But now their desire was to fish for men. And I think that is so important that we remember I don't know that the end game here isn't walking out a life fulfilling the desires of your heart, but that God would come in, that he would come into our boat. He would come into my boat and he would just change my heart, you know, change my desires. You know, this is, 
this is what I think I could do for you, God. I think I could do all of these things and bring you glory. I'm good at all of these areas and I think you could use them to bring you glory. And he will, he absolutely will. But there's gotta be a point where our our desire is no longer ours, but it's his. You know, I think about Jesus praying before he was crucified. You know, it's your will, God. I know what I'm about to endure. I know that I have to do this thing. It's your will. And that's a hard thing to do. It's hard to lay down the thing that that we're so passionate about and to throw it on the ground. But take it, God. Take it. Use it if you can. Surrender it. You know, we're so apt to, um, you know, say like, you know, if I had, if I won the lottery, I would give, you know, all of this money to whoever and all of this money to the charity and, and to this organization and, and all of this, you know, we have that like thought, like if I had this money, I would do all of these things with it. It's so easy to, to give something that you don't have. But when we're asked to give of something that we do have, it's like we want to hold on to it. We can't let it go, you know? And God's saying, I've given you everything that you have. Nothing that you have is yours. Let go of it. Throw it on the ground. See what big things I can do with your obedience. Just surrender it. Listen, if you've been listening for the last few weeks, our topics have been geared to expose light where the enemy has tried to lie to you. He doesn't want you confident, my friend, in your calling. If there is a topic that you want me to shine a light on, maybe it's a topic that is keeping you from being confident in your calling. Go to brookunther.com and share that topic with me. You don't have to even explain yourself. I just, in my deepest desire, want you walking in your true God-given purpose. When you're walking in your purpose, the kingdom is glorified. So go share it with me today. Click the connect tab. I can't wait to hear from you. Until next time, say it with me. I am undefeated.